Let's get it, y'all. I am way too excited. Like, I'm scream whispering right now because I don't want to scream in your ear because I'm that excited. The Straight Up Podcast, the one that you love, the one you listen to right now, is now a part of the Grove Day Podcast Network. You heard me. I told y'all we turn it up this year. And guess what? A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world, change to the world, impact to the world, and support shows and brands we believe in. That's why I'm a part of Growth Day. It's all about empowering people, impacting people, and bringing change to this world. But listen, one of my friends is a part of this network, and I need you to go show some love. Subscribe to her show. Earn your happy with Lori Harder. Okay, Lori is going to make you go harder in every area of your life. She's a brilliant mind, a brilliant spirit, a brilliant human. I know you're going to love her. I know you're going to love her show. That's Earn Your Happy with Lori Harder. Go subscribe today and watch your life be changed. Hey, what up, y'all? Welcome to the Trend Show and Podcast. We got a special guest. Like, I'm going to let her explain how she, how she pulled up here, which I think is amazing. I think it's dedication. But this this human um, I followed online, and it's because I love what she brings to the space of social media. I love to see somebody who's real, authentic, that's teaching people how to love themselves, that's teaching people how to you know not compare their life in the wrong way, teaching people how to show up for who they are, and that's enough. And I think that's something that, especially going into... Well, especially this year with social media that I see so many people struggle with and you're a voice that needs to be uh, pushed out even more. And I'm going to just keep it real. I don't really do a lot, a lot of interviews unless it's somebody that I truly believe in and connect with on a real level. So without any further ado, Giselle, what's up? Thanks for being here. (laughs) Thank you so much for this invitation to be here. And yes, if you're listening to this, you are more than enough. Yeah. Like beyond more than enough. And I hope that by the end of this conversation that social media feels a little lighter to you or in fact, you're more enthusiastic and excited to share your imperfect, unique, beautiful, magical, wonderful, horrible, dark, yeah. <laughs> wondrous, wild story that makes you uniquely you in a way that nobody else can. And and yeah, you're right. It, it was wild how you texted me today and you were like, hey, do you want to record the podcast tonight? <laughs> not <laughs> even realizing, minute. not even realizing. This is at like, I think you sent it at noon. I yeah. read it at 12.30. And at 12.30, friends, I was still in bed. I was still in pajamas. I was also in Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> I was in Minnesota. We're, we're in Texas now, by the right. way, just for reference. And And I really was like, huh, like, could I hypothetically, could I get to, to, you know, to Texas by 630 at night? And I went ahead, I looked at flight schedules and I, I looked at my calendar for today and for tomorrow and it worked out beautifully. And, and while the flights were loading, I just prayed to God. I was like, God, if this is a conversation that needs to be had, yeah. if this is something that is bigger than us and it needs to be had right now, because I knew that if I said no, we could do this later, you know, there'd be another time. But I was right. like, if it's meant to be, like, this is just going to work out really perfectly where I find a, an awesome flight and a hotel and a car and can right. line up some other meetings. And it, it within 90 minutes, I was on a plane here and and it could not have gone smoother. So I'm so excited for this conversation. And I really believe if you're listening to this right now, it's because you need to hear this message. Absolutely. And that's dedication. I mean, one on one, like it's 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 funny, but it's also like super real that you're you're taking action because I know so many people out there, like I'm gonna be real, even myself might've been like, well, you know, maybe next time, but 
there's not always a next time, right? Of course, maybe there might be a, a, an alignment, but you said, man, like if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, you made it here. So I appreciate that. I appreciate your sacrifice. And I want to jump right into this because off camera, we were having a deep conversation where I was like, man, let's go ahead and press record. But something that everybody knows that I talk about, protect your peace. And um, those words changed my life. You know, I always say peace is my top priority and peace is my power. And when it, when we, when we, Think about protect your peace. I've gotten a lot of feedback in this section, which is social media. People have asked Trent, like, how do you protect your peace on social media? How do you protect your peace when you're trying to build a business and build a brand? Like, how can you protect your peace when you get online and there's comments of hate or you feel like you have to always show up? So I would love for us to start the conversation around that. Like, how have you been able to protect your peace while building a brand and being a, and being a personality and an, uh, and an entrepreneur? Well, first of all, it's a practice. Yeah. Protecting your peace in any area of your life is a practice. But before you can protect it, you have to create it. Got you. And so you have to create your peace and what that looks like online. And a lot of you think that the only way to create or protect your peace online is to disconnect. It's yeah. to turn it off. It's to to put your phone away. And those are those are absolutely moments. But when you're constantly carrying your phone around, when your autopilot is to open up your phone and to open up the app and start start scrolling, like you need to take control of your habits before it takes control of you. Because mm. you get into this place of you start scrolling too numb or you start scrolling because you are numb. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and and a lot of it is you have to really figure out and set your intention for what you're doing every single time that you open up your phone. And it really does start in this place of mindset where, by the way, like we're going to talk about habits, but like we're going to kind of go to a social media church today Yeah, <laughs> where it's like we really need to shift, like have this whole social media shift around what this tool is. Because a lot of us, like you and I were talking offline about like we have ingrained MySpace and Facebook and Instagram where it was supposed to be this place where it was me, 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 me. Share everything, share what's on your mind, share your relationship status, share where you are. Like that was how you exchanged pictures before we could text each other pictures and videos For sure. or Instagram. When we first got on Instagram, you were supposed to use a filter. Like Absolutely. that was part of what was ingrained in you in the platform. But it has now been 10, 15 years since those points in time. And I have been creating and studying online content now for 15 years. Yeah. And we now have more power than that. And we can also be connected in such a way that before you were only in front of the people who knew you, which that's another thing. A mm. lot of us, we are trained to believe and we are trained to think that the opinions that are in your heads as you're uploading, it's the people who you know. It is your exes. It is the friends who you haven't talked to in a long time. It is the relatives who give you the unsolicited advice at the holidays. Right. Yeah. But now you have, if you want, the ability to get your content in front of people who have no idea who you are, who have never met you. And it is possible that they aren't going to like you. It's also possible that they're going to give you the permission that you've always needed to be you. It's possible that they need your message more than anybody else. It's possible that they've never seen anybody who looks like you or sounds like you or with your story. And they have been praying for someone like you to pop up on their feeds and how beautiful that is, where even, for example, you were someone who I saw on stage years ago. And who would have thought that one day I would pop up on your feed and I would be someone who 
you needed to then Absolutely. years later come in and be in this very time and space and moment that that is is sending this message right now. So it starts with that place of first of all, hold on a second. You're not here to impress everyone. You're not here to show up. You're not here to get as many followers or views as possible. Just like you have a mission in your life, how can you use social media not as a destination, but as a vehicle mm. to get to that place where it doesn't matter if your video goes viral or if one person sees that and you save their lives or maybe you have a product or a course or a shoe <laughs> or a service that they could use and that one person could change everything for you. And that's more valuable than getting 1 million passive views from people who won't even remember your name. Mm. Like it's it's changing this concept of what metrics even look like, of what success even looks like. For some of you, it's not even the how many views or followers are you gonna get, but it's being comfortable at the sound of your voice or seeing your face and without a filter on. Because that was also someone that for me, I used to spend hours like trying to get every word perfect and doing like 67 takes of the same thing. And then I'd spend even longer, you know, filtering my body or my skin or, you know, editing it just right. And then coming up with the perfect <laughs> caption yeah. and then refresh, 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 going after those likes, not even realizing that I was getting trapped in that place of validation where I know you talk about what's the triple P stand for? Professional people pleaser. What we don't even realize is that we're feeding into that habit of people pleasing. Yeah. When all we're doing is chasing after the views and validation, you're losing sight of yourself. How, how does, let me ask you this, because I think it's interesting because I think there's a lot of people in that spot, right? Where they are so self-conscious, right? About how they look, how they sound. I always tell people, I love going live because there's no do-overs. Like, if I'm in the studio where I have to press record, I'm like, oh, that didn't sound right. So I love going live because there's no do-overs. But this is what I want to ask you is, how does the person get to that place, I'm just going to say it like this, where, like, I don't give a damn what people think no more. Like, what was your shift for you that was like, okay, I don't care about the filters. I don't care what people say in my comments. Like, was there a certain shift for you? Because for me, this might seem kind of morbid, but... <laughs> You know, I always, what I call future think, right? And I forecast my future in a way of going to the older trend, whether it be 70, 80 years old. And I've lost a lot of people in my life. And I think about like, the truth is, and not to sound morbid, we're going to die, right? At some point, we're going to die. And this world is going to keep going on. The same people that you said that might stop and like your picture, they're not going to care no more. They're probably not even thinking about you anyway. So for me, <laughs> it got to that place where I was like, why am I living to impress people that when I die or even now really don't give a damn about me? And I had to really get to that place of understanding, like, I'm going to show up and live authentically for me, my mission and my purpose, whether that was to affect one people, 10 people, 10,000 people. And so for you, like, and when I say don't give a damn, it's not a negative thing. It's like, I'm going to show up as me unapologetically. So what was that shift for you? It was something that took years of practice that now in the position that I'm in, I attempt to accelerate what that looks like yeah. by giving you all of the things that I had to learn and fall on my face about and make the overly facetune photo about and the cringe videos about to hopefully get you to step into that place of peace and faster. But you know, one of those moments for me was 
I, um, I woke up one day and my whole body was covered in hives. Like my whole body had welts and blisters um, from the top of my scalp to the bottom of my feet. And I had no idea why this was happening. Like I was itchy, I was uncomfortable, I was pink, I was red, like it was horrible. And the only thing that helped was going to the doctor and they gave me the steroid medication that also helped like helped to swell me even more. Because <laughs> then I was more anxious, I yeah. was more swollen, I was retaining water, and then I was stressed. So I started to emotionally eat. Yeah. And I gained a lot of weight in a very short period of time. We're talking like 40 pounds over the span of just like a couple of months. Oh, wow. And while all of this was happening, like I was in that overly filtered place. I was in that place of, I would always use a filter. I would put a smoothing filter on top of that. I'd usually face tune. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going through this, you know, physically horrendous thing and I can't hide. <laughs> like yeah. I can't hide behind it. Not only that, if I try to, or if all I'm doing is uploading old photos, what about the people who are going to actually experience and see me in person? Mm. And there was a moment too, where I was doing that and I would physically see the expression on people's faces when they would see a totally different person show up in person. Mm. Like and I thought that what they were judging me on was like, oh my gosh, you know, she's gained all of this weight. Cause we're talking like, I went from like a size four, six to like a size 12, 14. Like that was drastic. Yeah. And I thought that they were judging me on like, oh, she's big or, oh, she's thick. But it was just the fact that it's like, why are you lying about yourself? Like, why, why are you creating this different identity of you? Like, that doesn't even look like you. Yeah. And now more than ever, I mean, this is now four years ago. And, and, and my body eventually did, quote unquote, bounce back to my normal. But my thought was, okay, either I can keep, you know, lying about this or keep a front up about this. But all of a sudden, my, my condition became chronic. And I didn't know if these welts were ever going to go away. I didn't know if I was ever going to lose the weight. And so I had the decision of, am I going to just hide out until this is gone? Am I just going to hide forever? Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? And that was totally out of my control. But there are some of you who are listening to this where for you, maybe you did gain a little bit of COVID weight or the baby weight, or maybe you have gone through something where you don't look like your quote unquote normal self anymore. Or, you know, maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's that you've cut your hair. Maybe it's that you dyed your hair. Maybe you've got some more grays in your hair. But either way, you're making this excuse of thinking that you are not worthy to even mm. be in front of the camera or exist because of what you look like. And, and I also, in that moment of conversation, recognized that like me as a female, I, I really looked at my life and it was, it was, I was forced to reflect because I wasn't leaving my house at that point in time. I was sitting in ice baths before it was cool. Like yeah. I was just wishing and praying. Like I couldn't even wear a bra at that point. I couldn't wear jeans. Every single thing that I did, it was irritating my condition even more. And it was one of the worst and best things that ever happened to me. But one of the things that, that I was just thinking about is like, how much of my life have I been trying to alter or hide my appearance to exist, especially as a female? Like how many years of my life have I, have I been so conscious about the number on the scale or mm. about like what my skin looks like? And, and that was something for me too, where you talked about like how you're a future thinker. Yeah. Where I was like, I hate the fact that more than half of my life, so much of my world and my days has revolved around that has revolved around like, what am I going to wear? How much am I going to weigh? And that was also something that was an aha click moment for me where I'm like, am I really going to let that dictate my future and who I am meant to become? 
And what I noticed was I started to share like little bits here and there. It was really like little bits. And every single time that I would, I had so many people that said, thank you so much for talking about this. Oh my gosh, I went through this years ago. Or yeah. I went through a weight gain recently too. And that's how I felt. But this is this was the kicker for me is how many people, especially as I started to like go to the gym and work out and like show this new body of mine. So many people that were like, oh my gosh, you're so brave. And it was an act of bravery for me. But when I really thought about it, I was like, wait, why are people calling me brave for existing? Yeah. Why, especially for, for us women, is it considered brave <laughs> to show up in such a way that doesn't line up with the standard modern form of beauty? Which again, this is five years ago. And so much has changed about beauty standards just in the last like two to three years. Absolutely. Like, and so if that's the bar that we have for bravery, imagine what we could do if we actually normalized where that bar was and actually did something brave, actually had the audacity to show up in a way that we can't even begin to imagine. And those were little markers for me where I began to remove those filters even. That was when I stopped using filters because I, I saw the filter as a lie. Yeah. Like we think that it's something so subtle, but what we don't realize is it's tiny little micro lies that we're telling ourselves, especially when we think, oh, we're just smoothing our skin a little bit or, well, this is exactly what my makeup would look like. But hold on a second. There's built in filters in those cameras on social media. So when you think you're just doing a little subtle filter and then after that, you're using a smoothing filter. Now you're like three filters deep. And at that point, like you become a caricature of yourself, like you're not even seeing the curves of your nose or like the, the wrinkles of your smile. And you wonder why you don't look like what you look like. You wonder why you don't like what you see in the mirror. For sure. Or when someone else takes a picture because you have totally trained your mind to believe that that's what you actually look like. And no, it's not the same as wearing makeup because the makeup goes with you. The filter doesn't. Even the makeup filter like your face gets chiseled down or it adds a plump into your lips or it changes the shape of your eyes. And you think it's not that big of a deal, but what we don't realize is how that actually gives you permission in other ways to hide or that adds to your professional people pleasing of thinking that you have to look like some kind of a way to be worthy of having a message. And you might not think that it's that deep, but the transformations that I have seen of people, of women, when they remove that filter and completely the confidence that they have to start showing up exactly as they are, the ways that they get out of their heads to start speaking their truth and their voice and their service and their gift to the world, it is truly magical. And if you're listening to this being like, Giselle, I've never used a filter. Okay, congratulations. Right, yeah. <laughs> that that's never been an issue for you. But then in that case, I challenge you to go, okay, where might you be adding some filters into your life? whether it is online or it is offline. What are some of the little micro things that you're hiding behind or the little lies that you're telling yourself or other people that you don't even realize you think it's not that big of a deal, but what you're actually telling your brain is that I'm not worthy to be here as I am. And as you start to lift off those little pieces, shards of glass, you actually make room for the person who you are. And that's a, a long answer, probably longer than you were intending no, for, for some of those things. But 
But perhaps you saw yourself in that and you began to realize, huh, I didn't even realize I was hiding or making myself smaller or telling myself, um, you know, indirectly, you don't deserve to be here, but you do. And exactly as you are. And I love how you mentioned that you go live. Cause you can't like, that's it. That's it. You're one take and, and no hopefully there's no filter. And if you get a word wrong, you just keep on going. You know, you just keep on going as the human that you are and, and little online habits truly make offline transformation because as you start to remove your filters, all of a sudden you have a lower tolerance for the filters on your feed and for the people who you can tell something about it is fake or something rubs you the wrong way and you can't figure out what it is, but like you just don't like it anymore. And you might find yourself muting or scrolling past someone or unfollowing. And then that also shows up in you not hanging out with those fake friends in real life who you didn't even like in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or who you were trying to impress for all the wrong reasons, but you realize like, wait, this is so not me. And and it's it's so truly magical the difference that it can make. And so I challenge you to figure out what are those filters in your life and like slide in my DMs. Let me know like what, what were those things and what difference did that, did that make for you? You know, it's wild. Cause I have a, I never put it out, but I wrote a spoken word years ago um, called the filter life. And I had this whole idea. I'm not going to say that I did cause I don't want to take it, but I have this, <laughs> I, I have this idea that, um, it's this whole spoken word, this visual creatively that takes a lot. That's why I haven't shot. I haven't found the right place to do it. But what it shows is you being a slave, right, to those things we talked about, whether it be a filter, right? Because what you're what you're really doing when you do these things is you are step by step moving away from appreciating yourself over and over. And I would even take it this far, and I know this is extreme, but as a man of faith, I sometimes say it's almost disrespectful to God to want to change who you are to be something else, right? Or just to say, oh, this is wrong with me. And I get it because as human beings, like you said, we have this, this standard of perfection, which is fake. Like what is perfection? If you ask somebody what perfection is, <laughs> they don't know the definition. Like it's this made up thing of like, and a lot of people are chasing perfection that don't exist, right? They're chasing like uh, enough. Like that's, you know, I talk about that on, uh, when I speak a lot, like people always say I'm not enough. And I say, okay, what's your definition of enough? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. So you, <laughs> you don't even have a definition of it. And I just think so many people, and I'll be, I'll be vulnerable. Like when I, so when I tore my foot, uh, my Achilles, like I gained weight because I couldn't move. You know what I mean? I couldn't move. My eating habits weren't where they should be. Um, and so even me getting self-conscious, I was like, man, like, but instead of me hiding, I say, you know what? I'm going to do something about it. If I don't like it, I'm going to do something about it, but I'm not going to, you know, because I I don't even think this is just for women. I think men are definitely doing this too. You know what I mean? In the generation that we're in and it's like, I'm going to face it head on. I'm going to own it. And I believe, and we can transition into this. I believe owning it is your superpower, but I do know there are a lot of people listening to this right now. A lot of people who are in business, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people are thinking about starting their own brand or podcast or being an influencer, creator, whatever they want to call it, there are a lot of people who are afraid to show up because 
it takes away from their brand, supposedly, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't want to tell people I'm going through this because it takes away my brand. Oh, I'm the person that knows everything. I'm the the macho man that has it all figured out. And, you know, I, I talk like this and I have everything put together. And so I can't tell people I'm dealing with this or I have the relationship that everybody loves and praises. I can't get online and say, you know what? We struggling right here. We can't, have, you know, so like, how do you find that balance? Like, what would you tell the person right now that's going through some real stuff that they feel they want to share because it's it's paralyzing their progression. What would you tell the person listening to this right now about being authentic and and being real um, when it comes to their brand? What would you say? Well, what's also paralyzing your progression is believing that there's ever going to be this perfect moment in time, and thinking that oh well when I when I lose the weight or when I when I write the book or when I get this amount of money or when I and you keep on moving the mile marker even further and further and further away, not realizing I loved what you said about how you're you're feeding into and being a slave yeah. to to that validation or to that will never ever happen. Like will like it, it'll never happen. And so like, first of all, there, there's even that point. And so one of the things I say is like, take the fat photo, take the skinny photo, take all of the photos because you will never regret taking the photo period. What I regret is so many moments in my life that I didn't document because I was so embarrassed. Mm. And now I wish that I had those moments even just to celebrate how far I've come. Yeah. Like, and and now I will even document those moments of me crying, <laughs> you know, over the sink or or of me, you know, having some of those those milestones of lows in my business or of of, you know, terrifying moments in my business just because I want to be able to look back on that moment and because I want to normalize those moments because I hate how you have these people who we're looking up to. And quite frankly, you're doing a disservice to your clients if you're trying to pretend that it's all rainbows and butterflies. Mm. Because then what ends up happening is your, you know, your people wonder, well, but wait a minute, if it's not all perfect and wonderful and rainbows like that, then there must be something wrong with me. Or I must be That's doing it. it wrong. That's it. And now all of a sudden, if you might be having imposter syndrome thinking, well, you know, I won't be an expert. No, 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 no. Now you're actually being a fraud mm. because you're not being honest about what that journey looks like. And I feel like part of that, that tug of war that we have in our hearts also comes from this idea that emotions cannot coexist. Mm. Think about that, that for a moment. Yeah. So one of the, the moments that comes to mind for me is I, I used to be a TV and a radio host. And so with that, we would do a lot of appearances and parades and meet and greets. And I remember this day where I was in a parade and I had this beautiful Wonder Woman costume on and this rainbow flag and this crown. And um, and I felt like fierce, like so powerful when I wore it. Like I was lit I was wearing a superhero right. outfit. Like, come on, <laughs> you know? But uh, but the morning of this parade, I had one of the worst panic attacks of my life. I had just found out that um, that an ex of mine had cheated on me uh, and I felt like so worthless and horrible. And I had to call up my mom to physically come and peel me out of bed because I did not know if I was gonna be able to make it to this appearance and I could not stop crying. Like it was just one of those, if you've ever been in that where it's just the waterfalls of tears, you don't even know why you're crying. You're crying for every reason and no reason at all. I couldn't keep my fake eyelashes on. So I was like, <laughs> screw the eyelashes. We don't need the eyelashes. And, and I'll tell you that uh, right before we showed up 
I, I had to run into the bathroom at this coffee shop with one of my co-hosts and he had to hold the door shut so that nobody came in to just see me, you know, having that moment of having to breathe and mentally prepare myself. And I, I left and, and I came outside and everyone started cheering and I lit up and I was so happy. I was so grateful. That was like the best moment of my week, <laughs> of my weekend. And I was truly happy. And I got to meet all of these people and give them hugs. And it felt so good. And that was both the best and the worst day ever for me. Now, if I'm happy then, but I was crying in the morning, does that make me fake? No. I mean, personally, if that was anybody else, I'd be like, girl, you are strong. Yeah. <laughs> like you are living, you are thriving. Like you are fully stepping into the human experience. That's life. <laughs> That's life. That's life. Like you're putting your game face That's on, life. you know? And, and so many of us, we think that, for example, if somebody puts up a happy picture and also their marriage is falling apart, oh, they lied. That's yeah. not what their life looks like. No, we were legitimately happy on that day. And also there you, there you go. <laughs> our relationship was falling apart There you go. and and we did legitimately get along in that moment. And also we knew that that was not the right relationship for us, but we want so badly to be able to fully understand and put everybody in a box because we want so badly to be able to put ourselves in a box. Yeah. <laughs> like we want to be able to compartmentalize those emotions, not realizing that it is a human experience. And so where we look at social media as this highlight reel, it's a tool. It's a real period. Also, some of your biggest lows could also be some of your best highs. Like I, I like to say that breakups are the best yes. because even though it sucks, it fully forces you to have to rediscover who it is that you are and everything that you are. And it sucks in that moment. And also you get to meet yourself again. And so where we judge people on just a few seconds of time, hold on a second, babe, like mm -hmm. hold on a second. You're just seeing a couple of seconds of that person. There's more to it. And it is possible that they are riding a wave of highs. We've been there before. Like we've all probably been there at some point in your life where you feel like you are on top of the world and you are unstoppable. But life is life. There are seasons where you're going to be up. There are seasons where you're going to be down. And sometimes those happen at the exact same time. But we need to allow ourselves to have those moments and to live in them. And it's up to you what you want to share. I like to say that there is personal and there's private. Right. Private can be whatever you want it to be. But personal, that's how you connect with people. That's how you share in, in experiences with people. And if you only show the highs, then my trust issues go off where I'm like, I know there's something else. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me something yeah. more. Give, give me something more. You talk about connecting and being vulnerable, but I'm not, not seeing, seeing any it. of that from you. I don't, I don't see it. And, and that's also, I believe we're in the future, what we're going to need to experience from people. Otherwise we're going to lose a lot of those people who maybe in the past, that's how it was supposed to be. But even with me, when people look at me as a coach, like you think that I'm your coach because of my resume or my awards or my acknowledgement or being on the Trent Shelton podcast. No, 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 no. I am your coach because I know what it's like to have my confidence completely stripped away, to hit rock bottom and multiple times and to keep coming back. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's not that I was born this way. It's not that I'm always this way. It's that I know what it's like to go through what you're going through right now. I might not have your traumas and your experiences and your family, but I've had my own and I can connect with you on some level to hopefully make you believe 
that it's possible. And, and that is what makes all of the difference. And that is also how you learn to figure out who your real relationships are, who are going to be the ones who stick with you in those moments of when you're going low, because the real people in your life, they're not the ones who are only your friends because you're riding on a high and everything's awesome. Your real people are the ones who they rock with you no matter what it is that you're going through. As long as you're not a horrible human being, like they stick with you and they remind you who you are and they remind you that there is going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. We've both been that for each other <laughs> in so many different ways, even from significantly afar. And so sometimes you being the light at the end of the tunnel is actually you sowing your darkness and how in that darkness you were still able to come out on the other side or knowing that that person doesn't have to go through that darkness alone. And that is a beautiful, true, authentic that's, relationship. That's the thing. I mean, I got a quote that says, real situations expose fake people. So we won't go down <laughs> right? that path. But when it gets real, you're going to yeah. see who's real. Like, um, say it again. <laughs> real situations expose fake people. Because, and, and you'll see, like you said, when, when it's, I mean, they know this with me on the podcast. Like, they know my story. But I, I will say this too. What you're explaining to me is something I talk about um, pretty often. You know, there's a role model, and, and I love that title of a role model. I think we all have a role, but I like to take it as a real model. And I think Tupac said that um, back on one of his interviews, and it stuck with me, like, be a real model. And a real model is a person that can show their kids, like, hey, hey, Trist, you know, my this is how we deal with things. Like, me and, me and mommy, you know, this is how we deal with stuff. Or, or daddy, you know, lost mom, you know, and... You know, I'm, I'm lost grandma. You know, I'm trying to figure out this thing and I show them that. Or even when I go live, like I'm, a, you know, people, I got a question about this yesterday on a podcast I did from somebody who's, I, I admire a lot and they're great. And he asked me, he was like, like, how do you like protect your peace in a way of just being yourself? He was like, man, I just feel like it's so hard. And I said, man, I'll tell you like this. I feel like it's hard to be someone else. Like, it's hard to try to show up as someone else. Oof. To be in my brain thinking about, oh, I have to talk like this. I got to wear this. That's why when I come on stage, you know, and when I started in 2012, coming on stage dressed the way I dress. You know what I mean? And it's not bad. It's just I'm not wearing suit and ties all the time. I'm just wearing what I feel is comfortable. And I did that because it was my reminder to say, Trent, you're enough. It's too hard to be somebody else. Like, it's exhausting trying to fit in a role of what people want you to be or to please perceptions that the world says you can be or to stay in a box is very uncomfortable. So I made a decision in my life to say, you know what, I'm going to show up as me. And if I'm going and I'm, and I'm, and I'm very careful to not to, 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 to vomit my trauma, everybody or like talk about everything <laughs> I'm going through, but yeah. you know, I do feel a responsibility to show you I am human. So when you look at me, I want you to be like, man, if Trey can do it, I can do it. I don't want this, as you said earlier, I don't want this unicorn story from my coach that's like, okay, well, I can never be that. You know what I mean? Even me playing football, like, I'm glad I got to see Jerry Rice up close and these guys, because, like, they're phenomenal, but they're human. What, he? Jerry Rice actually takes a water break? I didn't know that, you know? So you start <laughs> to see these things, and like, oh, and I, we need more of that. And that's the thing that I fought for with my brand, because my brand was built on that. My brand was built on Facebook going live. Like that's where rehab time was built. And so I want to ask you this as we wrap this up and I don't really want to wrap it up because this is a phenomenal, <laughs> but I, you know, I want to ask you this question for the people listening to this right now. And 
And I don't want a, and I know you're not going to give this, but I, I know we can have more of a, um, what's the, a trendy answer, but more of a timeless answer for the person listening to this when it comes to like using social media to build their brand, to start the business, like what would be the top piece of advice? Maybe it's worked for you or you just see this right now to say, you should definitely lean into this if you want to do this long-term, you know? And this is the thing that I know for sure will help you grow, help you connect with your audience, you know, et cetera. Like, what would that advice be from you? Well, the key word there is the long-term piece. Yeah. So a lot of people get distracted with this one because they chase the trends, they chase the virality, they chase the relevance. Mm. Not realizing, hold on a second, long-term sustainability. What does that actually look like? And again, remember, I've been creating and studying content for... 15 years. And so I've done that thing where you chase the views or you uh, try to, to niche down so mm. hard to grow as fast as you possibly can to try to hack the system and the algorithm. And, and truly what it is, is giving yourself permission to evolve as a human being, mm. which is harder than it seems. And so I even want to give you a couple of, of tactical pieces yeah. that can help you with this. So one absolutely is not being a slave to your followers. There are a few ways that you can do that. One is turning off all of your notifications. Like we think that social media is addicting, but it's also because we are subscribing to the addicted habits. Ooh. One of those things is notifications. And you can turn every single one of those off. I am astonished anytime that I see a friend with a phone or especially an Apple watch and it's going ding, yeah, ding, mine's ding, off ding, for sure. ding, <laughs> every single time that they get a like or a view milestone or a new follower. And I'm like, how, how, mm. how? No wonder you have this unhealthy relationship because a lot of people think that social media is like sugar or alcohol or cigarettes. It's a refrigerator. It's a refrigerator and you get to decide what's in that refrigerator. You get to decide how often you're going to the refrigerator. You get to go grocery shopping and you get to put in your whole list. And if you want that whole list to be junk food and alcohol, great, but you're probably going to feel hungover the next day. If you keep on going to the refrigerator when you are bored and out of habit, great, then you're probably going to continue to be a slave to your followers, to your views. So really pay attention to your notifications and pay attention to when you're opening up that refrigerator without any kind of an intention. I don't want you to open up Instagram unless you really think to yourself, what am I doing here? Am I here for fun? Am I here for research? Am I here to share my brand or voice with the world? Am I here to go live? What is that intention? Set it. And once you're done, get off. And don't trick yourself into thinking that you're doing research, but really you are just going down that rabbit hole of frustration or comparison and, and all of that. The other one, absolutely, stop using the filters, which we already talked about, but I cannot say that enough. And little things like making sure that your photo is of you and looks like you, that your name is yours, those things make all the difference of believing that you deserve to be there. And it should be an updated photo, not like a headshot with an outfit that you never wear, but that photo should match who you are. And I want to see your eyes and I want to see your smile welcoming me in. And then the, the other one is it's a practice, which is 
when I was in when I was in radio, this was a new world for me because before that I was used to telling other people's stories. And for the very first time I had to get comfortable telling my own. And you know, one of the things that you talked about was, you know, this fear of well, other people's opinions and yeah. not being yourself. So for me, one of my biggest fears was someone disagreeing with me or telling me that I was wrong. Like let that sink in for a moment. We had this idea of if somebody disagrees with us, then that means we're wrong. That means we're dumb. That means we're not worthy. That means, oh, I should just shut up and I shouldn't even talk at this point. So I legitimately made it a goal. I want someone to disagree with me every day. Mm. And it wasn't to cause controversy or to offend anyone or to say anything just to say something to piss people off. It was because I needed to get comfortable in my own opinion and in my own voice. So I want you to state some kind of an opinion every day, even if it is a poll on your Instagram story. Like I, or, mine is I like ketchup on spaghetti. Oh my God. I have an yeah. irrational it, fear of ketchup trend. And like, I had about 15,000 people that told what? me that I was wrong. <laughs> that I'm sorry. One. I'll go, I, yeah. That one. But, but even, but I love, do you know what I love about that? Is that like ketchup on spaghetti <laughs> It's not going to destroy your life. Like you're not talking about politics here or like anything that is legitimately, you know, polarizing or dividing. Right. But little things like that. When you, you know, I mentioned these tiny little micro habits, even like removing the filter, you don't even realize it's actually giving your your brain permission to have your own point of view. That's powerful. To have your own voice. So even if it is something as simple as ranch or blue cheese, which both, by the way, but I lean blue cheese. Or even if it is Nike or Adidas, or if it is, you know, sneakers or sandals, little ways that you are sharing your opinion or your enthusiasm or your excitement, like lean into that. And and also finding ways to express your gratitude is another thing where we know scientifically in the space of personal development, that gratitude will make you happier. Gratitude will make you more confident. Find ways to express that online as well. What are you grateful for in yourself? What are you grateful for in other people? Because one of the things that we talked about offline that I think is so important is so many of you, you're afraid of social media because of the comparison trap that it can be. And something that I shared with you is comparison is only the thief of joy if you are coming from a place of lack or if you are looking for superior validation. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. Please. (laughs) It is only the thief of joy if you are coming from a place of lack, meaning you think that you aren't enough, or you're looking for superior validation, meaning you're looking to make sure that you're ahead of everybody else, or that you can check someone else's privilege as an excuse for why you haven't gotten that thing that you want yet. If you come and compare yourself from a place of gratitude and fullness and wholeness, then what actually ends up happening is not a place of lack or a place of feeling bad about yourself or taking your joy. What you actually end up happening is is it's connection. You find people who you have something in common with, or you find someone who has the life that you want and you don't see it from a place of envy or jealousy. You see it from a place of possibility. Mm. That person has my life and I can get there. That's good. Just like the first time that that I saw you on stage and I and I saw your sneakers 
and I'm a sneakerhead. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 now how crazy that we've created this ripple effect of you wore your sneakers, I wear my yep. sneakers, and now every single time that I go to an event, I see more people with sneakers. That's right. <laughs> because we we yep. gave people that permission to step into their power quite literally with sneakers and beyond of just your being yourself. And and so like really sit into, you know, how do you find your voice? You have to be comfortable in realizing that your voice is going to be different. And then and then last but not least, I want you to think about what are the things in your story in your life that ChatGBT could not replicate? Mm. Because we're going to start seeing that too. Like we're even seeing thought leaders who are who are really pushing AI and who are really pushing ChatGPT and saying you can make a whole content calendar for 30 days and la 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 la. <laughs> and what what is that thing that ChatGPT could not know? Could not could not take away from you. And so that could be gratitude in somebody else. Who is that person who you're so thankful for? They had an impact on you because again, when you see good in other people, you start to see it in yourself. And when you see good in yourself, you see it in other people. How sure. can you how can you express that? And what are the stories that make you you? Where you wish that you would have had someone like you when you were younger. Where again, you could look at that as uh, oh, well the world is is designed against me. Oh, well, the world has no place for me. Oh, well, the world is, you know, racist or sexist or prejudiced or whatever against me. Or you could go, wait a minute, you know, 10, 15 years ago when when you had a voice or you had a message, you physically needed someone to give you the opportunity and to see that in you. You needed that casting director or that production studio. Now you have the microphone in your pocket. You have that story and you don't need a million followers or a million dollars. You just need your own voice. And you never know who could be looking for exactly you to let them know that because you got on the other side, they can too. And you are in full control of deciding who you are and who you want to be. And this is the tool that if you want to magnify that, if you want this to be your microphone, if you want this to be your personal brand, it can be. And you have to be willing to make the cringe video. You have to be willing to to make the you know the ugly video. You have to be willing to show some of your highs and your lows. You have to be willing to let people love you. Like it sounds silly, right? Because you think, well, yeah, that's what that's what we want. No, I'm I'm afraid of the the trolls. I'm afraid of the haters. No, I challenge you. You were afraid of people loving you. Mm. exactly as you are because your whole life you have been trained to believe that that could not possibly be it no i have to be every other thing no there's no yes there is so don't just think about what if people hate me what if people love you and are you ready to accept that and are you ready to reflect that and are you ready to truly deeply connect because you can and you can't hide anymore we don't want you to oh i'm gonna just i'm gonna let that simmer <laughs> In people's souls, because I do believe I'm, so I'm gonna call it the ketchup on spaghetti formula. But I, I, <laughs> yeah. I do believe like that's it, um, and I and I and I think the one like all the things that you said, but once you get really comfortable in, like you said, not everybody agreeing with you. Like one of the things that I say, I didn't come into this arena to be liked. Like I came in here to do what's right on my heart and the mission. Like I don't care about being liked, but. When you have that approach, you're gonna realize, like you said, there are a lot of people who love you, a lot of people who who need you. And this is the last thing I'll say, and, and I want you to end this podcast episode with just a minute <laughs> of fire, whatever's on your heart. But it's very important 
to be who you are. And I always use this analogy. Just imagine, you know, walking down the street with a costume. It reminds me of Halloween, right? You have a costume on. I'm sure we all been here where somebody's super dressed up like Avatar or like, you know, Michael Myers. And you you literally, you know, you walk past all your friends and people who know you because they can't recognize you. You just keep walking. And it reminds me a lot of the filtered life of social media. It's like, man, we have these filters on. You have a mask on. You have a costume on. And the people who need the real you, not the people who like your you know, the filter version of yourself, they might like your post because like and love is different. Anybody can like it, but it don't mean that they love it. It don't mean that they're going to support it. it. don't mean they're going to be your community. Followers are a thing. Like community is what's really real. Mm -hmm. But when you be your real self, those that see themselves in you or those that recognize and identify with what you're sharing, they can find you. But as long as you have a mask on, a costume on, you will never find your true people. You will never find your tribe. You will never find the people who are you're meant to meet. And you're walking past these people every single day. So I hope everybody listening to this episode right now from this conversation, what was amazing with Giselle is like, you give yourself permission to walk in your power. And your power isn't always Wonder Woman, right? Sometimes it's tears. Sometimes it's depression sometimes it's greatness sometimes it's all that's life when you give yourself permission to walk in your true power that's when everything changes so before you let everybody know where they can follow you at um and how to connect with you at and i want you to end this podcast as always just being straight up with everybody and giving people that real you you said something so beautiful and and a couple of things that I, I want to touch on and, and we're going to be straight up here, which is, you know, you don't have to be a, in, at a place where you don't care what anybody thinks, but the people who you do care what they think need to matter. Yeah, They need to matter and they need to truly love you and believe in you and be so proud of you. And and so it, there's nothing wrong with with you know, having that place of, I wonder what so-and-so thinks as long as that person believes in you. And as long right. as it isn't at the expense of you losing yourself to make somebody else happy or to fit into what they want you to be. So that's the first part. But the other one is, you know, the thing that you think makes you not enough is actually probably the thing that makes you more than enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the thing that you think makes you not enough is actually the thing that is going to make you more than enough and is probably the thing that you need to talk about. And also when you do, when you own your story, when you own your insecurity, nobody can use that against you. And for me, it's funny that you mentioned ketchup on spaghetti. For me, one of my stories that I share so much from stage was about this time that I got dumped at the Olive Garden. Dang, Olive Garden. <laughs> I was like, dang. Right? And, and, and we don't have to go into it for you to know that, that when I got dumped at this Olive Garden was a moment for me where my brain went off and I realized that I was in an extremely manipulative and emotionally abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. And that was one of those moments where my confidence was completely stripped away. And this was someone who told me and reminded me daily that I was not worthy of love. He would have control of who I was spending time with and what I was eating and where I was going and, and would remind me constantly that I would never amount to any success and especially without him. 
And I remember thinking so much his voice in my head telling me that I would never amount to anything. And also being so ashamed of, wait a minute, this person who's supposed to represent confidence, but she ended up in a relationship with a guy like that. Like she let somebody walk all over her with a guy like that. But really it's that story that story that gets recognized the most either by somebody who comes up to me and they say, I heard that episode and maybe I was in a relationship or maybe it was a working relationship where I woke up and didn't recognize myself, didn't know who I was, didn't realize how much power I had given to somebody else. And I listened to that episode and you're the reason why I'm here. Whether it's on this earth alive still or in that career move or at that conference. And in most of those instances, it wasn't because something went viral. It was just because the right person saw it at exactly the right time that they needed. And I took ownership of that story as, no, this isn't something that, you know, despite this happening, I became successful because of that happening. I became successful. That Mm -hmm. was something that rather than thinking of it as my baggage, I used it as a stepping stone where, yeah, it was heavy. Therefore, I stood on top of it. And when I conquered that, I look back on that moment and think, if I got through that, I can definitely get through this. If I dealt with that person, if I escaped from that relationship, this is going to be a walk in the park. Like That doesn't mean that you have to share your worst and deepest and darkest traumas. And there are plenty of stories that I have not shared and yet, and maybe I never will publicly with the world. But there are those moments where you look back and you go, wait, that moment made me who I am. No matter how low or dark or embarrassing it is, but how wonderful when you can take ownership of that moment and rather than it being that thing that you're most afraid of or that weighs you down, you use that to inspire other people. Letting them know that if you did it, they can too. And think about the ripple effect of courage and perseverance and resilience and love that you can create where sure, You could tell that to just one person in a room, just like how you and I are now. But when you do get online and when you do share it to the world, there are people who the trolls say, oh, you made up that story. There's no way that this guy threw breadsticks across the restaurant or that he, you know, left in the parking lot. Great. But also how many people hear that story and they see themselves or they see someone who they love or they see possibility or they see it in a totally different parallel universe and they go, wow. That is why I know I'm going to be able to get to this and at scale where I might not even physically being here. Some of you are listening to the recording of this, you know, or maybe you're listening to this for the third or the fourth or the fifth time. That didn't take any extra energy from me, but how cool that I can take the story and tell it once and share it at scale. Mm. And there are people who are all over the world where I've had these dreams of, oh my gosh, I can't wait to share the stage with Trent Shelton. But how cool that we're not even on a stage yet we're probably impacting more people than we could who are packed inside of a theater or Thousand packed percent. inside of a room because we're we're sharing in this space and in right now. And and so what I'll close is this is you can find me on Instagram. And what I want to see from anyone listening, I want to see your receipts. And by that, I don't mean buy my products or my coaching. I mean, I want to see your receipts of implementation. Mm. I want to see you taking one thing from this episode and putting it into practice and telling us how that affected your life or your friendships or your habits or your perception of self of when you finally took control or took ownership or took the filter down or put yourself out there in some kind of way or you went live or you finally put that person who didn't matter on mute so that you could really think about who you are 
who you want to be, the person who you want to serve, and the people who you're ultimately doing all of this for. And I can't thank you enough for this opportunity and hope that this will be a to be continued for us. Absolutely. So I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Make sure you follow, send those receipts, make sure you implement because information without action is pointless. So guys, I appreciate y'all. Thanks for rocking. If you enjoyed this, find somebody to share it with. If you know somebody on, that's trying to get on social media or that's already on this journey, like this is real tactical stuff. And it's that real Giselle, thank you for keeping it straight <laughs> thank up. You. And I appreciate you so much. Thank you for making the sacrifices to come out here. That means the world to me, all right? It means the world to me. Like I always tell y'all, it all starts with you. It's rehab time. Let's get it. Hey, what up, y'all? It's that time of the year. Everybody's talking about forming new and healthier habits. Change your habits, change your life, right? Listen, I love it. I'm sure you started some new habits this year. I know I did. But the question is, how are you tracking those habits? Have you ever wondered, like, which habits matter most? Which habits are you tracking daily, weekly, monthly? A lot of people know they need to improve their habits, but let's be real. They don't know where to start. That's why I think you'll love Growth Day, the world's number one. I didn't say two, three, four, number one self-improvement system. Growth Day, what it does is it helps you track proven habits that lead to long-term success, not that short stuff. Long-term, lasting change, well-being, and positive relationships. And check this out. You can get a free trial right now at growthday.com. What you measure, you can change. The reason people love Growth Day is that you can score your habits every day, week, month. And when you do, you get targeted classes to improve those habits. When you sign up today, you also get Growth Day's Mindset Journal, Wellness Challenges, and in-depth personal development courses from the industry's biggest names. And don't forget, I teach live every single month in Growth Day too. You got that right. Yes, every single month I teach a new personal growth topic to help you advance your life. Download Growth Day from the App Store on your phone or start your free trial right now at growthday.com. Let's get it. Hey, y'all, what's up? I'm super excited to share this with y'all. I need like a drum roll. I need like a band. But listen, this podcast, the Straight Up Podcast, is now a part of the Growth Day Network. I told y'all maybe turn it up this year. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world, purpose to the world, impact to the world, and to support shows and brands we believe in. That's why I'm a part of Growth Day. It's all about purpose. It's all about power. It's all about impact. And guess what? One of my friends, one of my homies is on this network also, and I need you to go subscribe to their show, The Boss Bay Podcast. I'm sure you already heard of it, but if you haven't, here you go. Natalie and Danielle are amazing. The interviews are amazing. Their strategies are amazing. If you're about that growth life, The Boss Bay Podcast will grow your life, like straight up. I know you're going to love them. I know you're going to love the show. Go check it out. Go subscribe today and you will not regret it. Let's get it.